Greetings, it's Justin. And I'm Chris. From the Sunspots Comics Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t-shirt line uniquely infused with augmented reality and inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All the shirts are designed and hand screen printed on 100% cotton pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid Zoo, our friend, Julian Meyer. One of my favorite Cryptid Zoo shirts is the Miyazaki Stardust. The Miyazaki Stardust combines three things that you would never really think go together. Miyazaki, Bowie, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's really an experience you have to see to believe. You download the Erasma app and you open it up on your smart device and point the camera at the shirt and the actual image will come to life right before your eyes. It's pretty amazing. Go and check it out at cryptidzoo.com and use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 30% off your shirts. Most of the Cryptid Zoo shirts are around 27 bucks before discount with tax and shipping included. So check it out. That is cryptidzoo.com, C-R-Y-P-T-I-D, zoo.com. Greetings and hello everybody! You're listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 113, covering the new comic books we read that came out on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, June 28th. And this particular podcast is easy like Sunday morning, but it's Friday that we're recording, so that doesn't make sense. But it will at the end, you'll see, so hang in there. I am your host, Chris Latore, and joined by the other half of our dynamic duo, my trusty crime-fighting sidekick, my son, Justin Jables Latore. How you doing, Jables? Holy smokes, Batman. <laughs> Thank you There's so a much. There's for... a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> There's a lot. You are in for a special treat. Something, <laughs> something special. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. You are, um, I mean, we really appreciate you listening. It's just, you know, all this laughing. Oh, we're going back the, to old. This is the funny uh, episode. You'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, where we recommend to you an amazing list of fresh new comic books to read every single week. <laughs> Never miss an issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast by subscribing to it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and Xbox Live at Sunspots Comics. Uh, also, check us out on YouTube.com slash Uh What are we all about? What do you, what do you want to know? What are we all about? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Basically, if you just want to hear two dudes, father and son, talk about new comic books and how much they love them, then you're in the right place. Oh, or maybe you've been wanting to start reading comics. Maybe, I don't know, you're just getting started and you want to figure out what to read. Uh, where you're in the perfect nerdy hands. The delicate, soft, not ever touching the sun delicate Freshly hands. lotioned. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you've been reading since the very Big Bang of the universe. You've been reading that long because you're ancient. And you just want to know what the best stuff is so you can save some time and save some money. Well, then all those things equate to you've come to the right place right here at the Sunspots Comics podcast this thing is definitely for you and two fast thank yous jables uh thank you to our friend nick papa george for making our amazing sunspots comics theme song uh please follow him on facebook.com slash nicholas dell music and on instagram at nicholas dot 
Dell. Um, thank you to me. To you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm reading the script. So, you know, I gotta rethink yourself. Uh, thank you, Justin uh, Jables <laughs> Latori, for my work on the Sunspots Comics blog. Uh, this is so very, very, Dude, very. It's weird. <laughs> no, I love is, it. Um, uh, at blog.sunspotscomics.com and follow me on Instagram at just sunspots uh, for my latest blog and my reviews on Marvel Netflix, all that stuff. Yes, what's coming up next in the blogosphere? <clears throat> Quickly. Uh, I think I'm going to do a blog on the ID10T. I think that was probably the, the one I wanted to do. Nice. ID10T Fest. It was fun. Okay. Maybe even the, uh, I know you saw Baby Driver. Maybe you yes, that in there actually. The oh man, that's actually a good idea. I didn't think of that. Baby that Driver, too. go see that movie. It is awesome. Do a blog on it so I can really you can kind of talk me into it because I I'm not really into all the it, talking but do it. to you today you're not you still don't want to no see just it? blog it so I can read oh your words it, it's it's more impactful also right now it's free comic book time the best time yes I'm gonna give you a free comic book that's right get ready push your earbuds in no why do I say that don't push your earbuds in your ears just listen carefully <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away for Marvel Comics Cage issue number one this is written by Gendy Tartakovsky of course the creator of Samurai Jack which I love so dearly and stunning art he did the art he did the writing Gendy Tartakovsky Cage number one and the story Sweet Christmas Cage is one badass mofo let me tell you and it's like set in the 70s and it's like they've gathered Cage's rogues gallery and they've just kind of united so they can take out this bad badass mamma jamma you know what I'm saying okay yeah <laughs> That's the, that's the gist. You're off the rails in this one, man. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Shot out of a cannon. <laughs> but all you got to do is grab this digital code we're about to read to you and just go to marvel.com slash redeem and you will win this free comic book. It's glorious. It's animated. It's it's uh, black exploitation. It's just fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it is, right? I yeah. mean, it's truly. That's I, I mean, to describe yeah. it. <laughs> so good luck. So listen carefully. Here's the code. We're going to read it to you twice. Go first, Jables. I'll go second. Go. Okay. Uh, F is in Frank. Z is in Zebra. M is in Mary. K is in Kyle. F is in Frank. N is in Nadine. Seven. Q is in Quinn. B is in Bobby. Seven. T is in Tyler. L is in Latori. Excellent. Thank you. And again, we're gonna we're gonna find out the military codes of how they say letters and no. never use any of them. Yeah, we're never gonna use them. Right. So one more time. Here's the code. Grab it. Go to marvel.com/redeem. Here it comes. F Z M K F N 7 Q B 7 T L. So come and get it. It's first come, first serve. All you got to do is grab that code, go to marvel.com, marvel.com slash redeem, and you will win that free comic book digitally. It's glorious. It's beautiful. And of course, please let us know that you won. Yeah, uh, let us know at Sunspots Comics, uh, at Sunspots Comics on Instagram and Twitter, or at Justin, uh, just Sunspots at, on, oh man, at just Sunspots on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and let us know so that we can tell people to stop trying the code, uh, so, you know, we don't waste anybody's time, yeah. you know, doing whatever. We're about time management. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at sunspotscomics.com because I will give other free Marvel digital codes away from time to time, right there on my Instagram. So you ready, Jables? Let's get into the Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 113. You ready, Jables? Yes, let's do it. Starting out with some stuff that's floating around in our nerd brains. <laughs> yes. The largest nugget of nerd, I would say, in our nerd lobes this week is some comic book and movie TV news. So it's all the stuff related to comic books. Tell us what you got, Jables. You got three things. Break them down for us. Well, first off is the Inhumans trailer. Um, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> it looks good. I mean, uh, it is going to take a little bit of getting used to because it doesn't have that MCU feel for me just yet. Yeah, not at all. Um, 
So uh, it is playing in IMAX. I think the first episode IMAX in theaters, which is cool. That's cool um, and different, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I think they did some of that for Game of Thrones. So it's not original. They did? Yeah, they did. Dang, I missed that. Yeah, that would have been um, cool. They did do it for Game of Thrones a couple times, from what I remember. But uh, the the trailer itself was pretty damn good. Uh, it yeah. looks good. Um, again, I am reserved. I, I'm not a big fan of Agents of Shield. It does have an Agents of Shield vibe. Uh, yes. The the guy who is playing uh, uh, Black Bolt looks good. He doesn't yeah. have a mask on, but he looks good. Um, and you can tell that he is not going to be talking a lot in this series, which <laughs> might be good or bad. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it, 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 it does look good. The only thing, my only like real complaint is kind of funny is Medusa's wig just looks terrible. You yeah, see that? It's a it bit looks, much. It looks so fake. It's but a bit much. Whatever. I enjoyed it. Uh, Lockjaw looks legit. Yeah. Lockjaw looks, looks cool. Fantastic. Um, I don't know too much about Inhumans, so... Well, good. Going with an open yeah, mind. Going let's in let's, let's go bit. see what it's all about. Let's get this. When is yeah. it coming? When, any I idea? have no idea. I'd have to watch the trailer again. So watch the trailer and you'll figure it out. Well, we're getting close, right? Yeah, we're, we're pretty close, yeah. Because it's a, it's a decent running, I want to say, three to four minute long trailer. Yeah, it's, so, a full, it's a full trailer. It's a series trailer. Excellent. So in theaters first, in IMAX. Like that's, I wonder if it's going to be in 3D. I hope so, because I enjoy the IMAX 3D. I don't know. I, I, I doubt it. But we'll see. But that's great. That's cool. That's coming. I'm excited about Inhumans, the TV show. Yeah, and uh, so next up, I I brought uh, a Hellboy related story, uh, which the director and you know the the producers and stuff were actually granted permission quote granted permission to make this movie R rated. Uh, oh, okay. The the director Neil Marshall he he said that he doesn't he doesn't necessarily want to make it R rated. He's not aiming okay. for it. He wants to make the movie he wants to make, and see what rating it comes out as he wants to go a little bit darker he's quoted that he wants to go a little bit darker um explore some of that dark subject matter that we haven't really gotten in the hellboy movie from the comic books uh but he he does want to go darker and he can because they are saying hey you can can make it r-rated if you want to that's cool as like a creator i think as a filmmaker right you don't want to have to hinder over every little every little f word or every little exactly whatever it may be and you just want to make it pure it just it just open it just leaves the doors open you know for possibility and and if it is something that they find like a little too offensive you can cut it out you know it's right at least at least you can have those opportunities to discover something that might be dark and still good you know like you never know uh but i'm excited for that you know you got um david harbour playing playing hellboy uh, I, there's no release date or anything, so... He's pretty pumped to play Hellboy. Yeah, I mean, like, I could see him playing Hellboy. Yeah. He's got the face for it. He's got so. that chiseled jaw yeah. that, that's going on, but... He's a bigger he dude, was, too. Uh, he was at the NHL Awards. He was? Yeah, that's and cool. he mentioned it. Like, he's just, you know, he's <laughs> out there kind of promoting it, that he's Hellboy, and uh, I'm, I'm just excited, because he's excited, so uh, <laughs> let's get that thing nice. rolling. And I like the professional approach. They're really taking a look at it at different angles. And approving a rated R approach, I think, is smart because it know, has that feel and tone in the comic anyway. Since Deadpool, man, everybody's sort of been brushing around that idea of making it R rated because, I mean, somebody did it. We got to follow suit. And so, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's it's a good idea for everything, but it is a good idea for something like this that has dark subject matter. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, Hellboy, help, help, Hellboy 1 and 2 with, you know, by um, Guillermo del Toro were really good. I yeah. enjoyed them. Uh, so. Coming back from that, I would really like to see some some darker stuff. So, last thing I brought, Me too. last thing I brought was some Deadpool set photos were released. Oh, um, 
I know you don't like spoilers, but this isn't really a spoiler. I, it, so I'll be the judge. It shows, it shows Deadpool getting into a cab, which is like, we've seen that already. And then the but cab driver the, is Spider-Man. Exactly. I'm no. Um, <laughs> at the top of the, 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 the cab, there's a, you know, like the advertisement on, on the, 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 basically like the light on top of the cab. Let me guess. I'm just totally guessing Easter eggs right now. I mean, I'm totally off. It says Stark Enterprises. No. No, you're completely wrong. Um... It's not in the same universe, man. <laughs> I'm just throwing weird stuff, <laughs> random things out there. Um, but on the, how Deadpool works. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. Um, but the the advertisement actually says Alpha Flight, oh, which okay. uh, I mean, I know you know Alpha Flight. Yes, I I know sort of Alpha Flight. But mm. tell people what Alpha Flight is. Uh, they're Canadians, um, yeah. basically. Canadian, <laughs> Canadian Avengers, pretty yeah, much. That's yeah, that's the Canadian Avengers. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I've never been a humongous fan of them, but that's cool. Maybe they're gonna sprinkle some of Alpha Flight in there. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see some cameos. I mean, you know, you Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. He's showing heritage. Deadpool is a Canadian superhero. Mm-hmm. He's from sure. Canada. So I mean, I mean, it opens some some funny doors. I mean, it, cool. again, it is just an Easter egg, and the the Alpha Flight advertisement is actually for a like airline company. Oh. So you can see it like there's like a leaf, like a like a maple leaf. On the thing, and there's a plane. So that could have like no relation it, to the movie it, it whatsoever. It probably has no relation. It's to just anything. them throwing in a little. But it's cool. I like to see stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. So I mean, ju- that's you know, that's my last nugget of news. It's not e- that last one wasn't even really news. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, comic book related fun stuff. Excellent. Thank you. Those are those are fantastic. So let's move on to the next thing up in our nerd lobes is Image Plus Magazine issue number fifteen just came out and it's super jam packed this month, as actually it always is. So, what did you think of this, Jables? I know you thumbed through it, but what is your impression of the Image Plus magazine? What do you think of it? Well, uh, I'm always in in favor for anything supporting independent comics. So, for the most part, this is interviewing writers that I'm reading, uh, artists that I've I've been looking at their art. So, I mean, it's just uh, again, it's it's supportive. Absolutely, know? and I like that. Which I'll break down the episode of the issue of of Image Plus Magazine a little bit. But I also like these weird other little things they toss in there. Like right behind the cover, they've been talking to a lot of comic book artists and writers about musical influences when they've been creating comic books. So they spoke to Daniel Warren Johnson, you know, the guy of Extremity. Extremity, yeah. And he is a lover of 80s glam rock metal (laughs) stuff. And there's there's a song on here that... He sort of defines as his anthem from this band called Racer X. You guys should check this out or listen to this song. Uh, it's pretty heavy 80s glam. Uh, it's, it's hilarious <laughs> at the same time. But So he's a lover of that. And I'm like, that's very cool. He also lays out a theme, uh, so, or actually a soundtrack to a movie that he loves, The Theory of Everything. You know, oh, that's yeah, that. the, the one about uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, he's, and I, I took a peek into that. It is Have amazing. you watched that movie? No. That movie is but the uh, soundtrack is pretty wonderful. depressing. It's a depressing movie, but it's, it's great. good. Yeah. I don't have to see it, but the soundtrack <laughs> is great. And uh, the, right at right at the back page, just again, uh, comic book creators that are talking about their influences and in music and how it affects their writing. And That's then, cool. kind of breaking it down too, they do that the image eye thing as well, talking about Women's History Month, talking about Pride Month, and a few just sort of key dates that have come along this month and things that have happened in this neat little image eye. So very, very cool. Even how Rob Liefeld was inducted into the Wizard World Hall of Legends. I had to look more into what that is, but he's being sort of inducted and being actually recognized as one of the founders, uh, you know, important founders of comics. So Rob Liefeld. 
Uh, and then there's this, uh, they're doing the retrospective interviews on all of the founding fathers of Image Comics because it's her 25th anniversary. So there's a nice article, meaty article here from Wils Partasio, who actually, if you go to the feed, I think he's in we've the 70s. Him. Yeah, we've interviewed 70s him. 70s or 80s. Me and Wils Partasio hanging out and talking. So you can go back in the feed and check that out. But there's a great article here. And then there is a photo circa 1992 of the founders of Image. And man, it screams 1992, doesn't it? Look at Jim Lee's glasses, man. I mean, yeah, he's got the John Lennon glasses. and <laughs> But bigger. Right. <laughs> Wills Portasio has that, that lean and like he's got his arms crossed pretty much. And a like, mustache. And that thin, paper-thin yeah. mustache. It's just he still hilarious. He that mustache, too. Todd McFarlane wearing an acid, acid wash jean <laughs> jacket. Yeah. yeah. Totally 90s. Hello. Yeah, absolutely. But great interview from Wills Portasio. And then it breaks down into seven different comics that are broken down and give you little snippets little there's one from one from uh, Simon Spurrier I'm excited about doing the writing of one called Angelic and there's another one called The Realm and there's just there's about seven of them all together Gasolina just to name a few of the titles but you get to see like three pages of them and then it ends with oh they also do a, a local comic book shop highlight so they highlight a shop so that's really nice when they do that just so you can you know, put it in the bucket list to visit places and see various comic book shops. And then it ends with a little snippet of the origin story of Negan from The Walking Dead. And uh, this one in particular Still has... Still do that. Right. Yeah. And they're, re they're, recall they're um, gathering together in a hardcover collection. But I love having them individually floppy. So I, I, and that's the way Patsy reads them too. But this one in particular has something to do with Lucille. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. But get Image Plus Magazine. It's $2. It comes out when the previews come out once a month on a Wednesday, and it's 2 bucks, folks. So just yeah. go get it. It's worth uh, the money. It's very reminiscent of, of back back in the, the yesteryears when Wizard Magazine was was around. And, you know, just spread the Wizard. love on comics. You know, spread the love on comics and comics creators. So this is, uh, I mean, this is image-centric. Wizard was just a little bit of more of everything. But, uh, again, it's just spreading the love, man. Great stuff. And it also it uh, is in that larger magazine format, which is very cool. Yeah. So it just it plays out really nice and looks gorgeous and printed very very beautifully. It was just that high gloss content, so it's it's great to look at. It's fun. Two bucks. Image Plus magazine. Go and get it. And the last thing that's up in my nerd brain is that I'm actually writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. Yes, I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering, and my friend Jordan Hudson. What's up, Jordan? <laughs> What's going on, Jordan? <laughs> He's doing the art. It's beautiful. Check out his Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art is gorgeous. And we also have the website zombiedestroyers.com where we posted some sample pages there so you can see it on zombiedestroyers.com. It's like four little sample pages. And just to give you an update, Jables, you want an update on zombie destroyers? No. Is <laughs> <laughs> he sure? Yeah, go for Son it. Of a <laughs> no, just kidding. But uh, a little a quick update is uh, he uh, Jordan's actually finished the pencils and inks on this two-page giant two-page splash uh, at the 22-23 page mark and I'm actually finishing up on page 24 I've kind of revamped it a little bit I'm super excited about page 24 it's like uh, it's that final sort of retesting of the team going out and fighting zombies and it's just it's gonna be so much fun I can't wait to finish that up and give the it over penultimate to penultimate page yes so I can't wait to that page has just been so much fun definitely a highlight so I'm excited about that but anyway, check out, please go to zombiedestroyers.com from time to time, and you can also see some stuff on sunspotscomics.com. So, 
Also, just a quick mention of our spotlighting interview. Why don't you tell them a little bit about what that little segment is about, Justin? Spotlighting. Um, if you're a comic book creator or a independent artist, independent writer, um, we at Sunspox Comics like to support our independent creators. So, uh, you know, we like to have a couple people on. We like to interview and, and ask a couple questions, see where you got your, your inspiration and spread the love. Make sure people are looking at your stuff. Uh, yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna reach out to us at chris at sunspotscomics.com or at justin at sunspotscomics.com, send us a review a review copy of some of your stuff and we'll review it and 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 we'll have you on the the podcast. We'll interview you. Yeah, you know we're struggling comic book creators ourselves, and so it's tough to get your stuff out there. So we definitely want to do our part and help out struggling comic book creators or even just creators that are doing it. You know, yeah. like check the feed out; you'll see some of the interviews yeah. last. Last pod, there was Michael R. Martin, who does this yeah. comic called Blood and Dust, and also Joe Bradford, uh, who's on uh, last uh, issue number 112. Yeah. So go check that out, and they're really short interviews, and they're fun, but you'll see them in the feed. There's a bunch of interviews we've done in the past, so we like to fill that in in our spotlighting segment. So there you go. Just reach out to us if you'd like us to have a little chit-chat with you here on the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, with all that said, let's move right on to our favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is what, Jables? Our uh, comic book reviews and recommendations, where we pick our favorite comic books for New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, June 28th. So, uh, semi-spoiler alert, tell them why. Eh, well, we definitely leave the last couple of pages alone. You and I like have made a pact with that, <laughs> and we're, we're, we're structured, we're disciplined. And also, we just only talk about a couple of the highlighted talking points in a comic to really just get you jazzed, get you juiced, and really just try, we're just trying to harness our powers of persuasion and inspire you to go buy these comic books. So we don't really spoil them, but we like to say it just in case, because I'm very spoiler sensitive. Um, you with, are. With I mean, Spider-Man I, coming out. That, um, yeah. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go. So you've been warned, just semi-spoilerish alert. And if you want to go back and see a list, a catalog of everything that we've been reading since we started the podcast over two years ago, just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on pull list. You can even see the 148 titles that we're reading, which is nuts. And also click on the top comic books of the week to see all of our past top picks. It's all there. It's compacted. It's updated. Sunspotscomics.com. We're very proud of it. So check it out. So what's up next, Jables? Uh, so our week's art winner, well, your art winner. Um, yes, well, we'll do both. Let's just do both. Okay. Yeah, straight up. So we always pick an art winner and a cover art winner. You go first, Justin. What was yours? Uh, mine was for The Amazing Spider-Man number 29. Nice. Um, the artist was, I'd have to look at it. The cover artist was. Oh, yeah, uh, cover art. Well, yeah, cover artist and artist was was uh, my winners for this week. My uh, cover artist was uh, was Alex Ross. Yes. Uh, you can't go wrong with Alex Ross. And uh, artist was by Stuart Immonen. Yeah. Um, That's some amazing it's great, art. It's great art. Uh, he he does a he does a real got real good job with like uh, I'd say a, like action mid action scenes with with Spider Man because there's a lot of those where he's jumping through the air and like you know kicking yes. something or shooting webs and stuff. Uh, go back it, to the cover though. You said something interesting about what why Alex Ross's covers really appeal to you. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Alex Ross. He, I mean, you can't go wrong with Alex Ross. He's he's just an, an amazing artist. But the one thing I really liked about this is the way he does the colors and the light reflecting off of stuff. Yeah. Uh, was really good, and also like the realistic body shapes of stuff, where you know you got you got Spider Man being mangled in this cover. Uh, and being thrown thrown across the wall by a Doctor Octopus type figure, and it looks real, you know, like it looks like yeah. you would be in that body position, and it looks like it hurts. So, I mean, I just I just love that Alex Ross can in, imbue that into, you know, 
us as readers. Yeah, he he is something special, right? I mean, you're right about the the physicalness of each character. There, it's very realistic, you know. Uh, not and he, a, he doesn't he doesn't like you know overachieve with body images, yeah. you know. So like nobody's like ripped, you know. Like, especially right. like if you look at like some of his other work, nobody's like crazy buff, you know. They're all right. realistic. Yeah, and and I love the superior octopus. Uh, superior, the doc, yeah. yeah, the Doc Superior Octopus. It's the, the the color scheme of it with the the sort of neon green outlining. It's yeah, like it's, a hydra it's mixing simple. Hydra and an octopus together. Like it's it's just very cool. And with the white, you know, the white, uh, you know, the the helmet. It's just it it's just crazy. It, yeah, this has the yellowish oh, yeah. hue. I, mean, I thought it was like greenish. But the mask is great with the sort of bug eyes on it. It's it's just very iconic and very classic looking and. You're right, and Stuart Eminem though, my goodness, he's ridiculous. Yeah, he did, he did a real good job. Like I said, real good job at like mid-action scenes and then facial ex- uh, expressions. He has just that. I feel like it fits like a Spider-Man story, you know. And you can check out Alex's Ross stuff at the Alex Ross on everything. Yeah, he's gonna be at San Diego Comic Con, which I hope I can somehow go to. Fingers crossed. Uh, somehow, I, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but you know, whatever. We'll get it done somehow. We'll figure <laughs> it out. But uh, my pick uh, artist winner of the week and cover art winner of the week was the one and the same person for Nam Wolf issue number six. It was our issue number three from Albatross Funny Books, and it's uh, Logan Farber or Farber. And I just love his covers and that he does this silhouetting, and it has this sort of pumpkin smile over this man being tortured, like his feet are chain- tied up with chains, and it's just this stark, iconic silhouette over this sort of tan background very almost white background and it just pops right it just stands out as something completely different look at how the they even use where the light bulbs in the background are actually eyes of the silhouette so it mixes the two pieces of art even it's just it's beautiful stuff like you have to put your eyes on nam wolf their covers and it had they're like that for the previous ones remember the other one was like the red wolf in the background yeah and the, inside the silhouette there was a, a whole story going on me you and jordan talked about that mm-hmm. one a month ago so it's beautiful and his art is just this it really takes you there to nam or nam however you say it and it just has this kinetic feel with the way everything is moving and the way speed and action is done it's very cinematic to me like in a cartoony way though like it would just make a fantastic yeah i was about to say that it's it's a little fantastical yeah wouldn't this be a great animated feature in this style of cartoony i mean i've said it before on previous podcasts this reminds me of uh samurai jack yeah like a like a cryptid zoology samurai jack yeah well said way to to drop a sponsored plug you know but i even (laughs) love the way that every character that's standing in the background in the dark has just one little glimmer of light on the pupils to give it this very ominous look and feel when someone's standing in the dark. And uh, it's there's a lot of unique colors in this, but it ultimately has this very sort of 70s Vietnam feel with also like an Archie mix in there. As though it's like from the sort of the character's weird pointy nose and just some of the physicality he uses in the cartooning and stuff. It just feels like this Archie comic set in Vietnam with monsters. So it's it's glorious, it's beautiful, and even weird colors there too. Like whereas they use light reflection because he's in a lab and the main character's just skin from head to toe is all green, but it's really because the lighting in the in the lab is green, so it really there's some attention to detail with the light sources here, and I just I just love that. Absolutely love it. So it's my cover my cover art winner and the art winner again, Logan Farber. You can check him out at L-O-G-A-N-F-A-E-R-B-E-R on everything. So thank you, Logan. Again, you won 
a month ago did he, or two months ago whenever it was the last issue came out I'm pretty sure you were art winner so thank you again you're art winner again we love your stuff so give us the breakdown, Jables. Uh, breakdown. We read 21 comics this week. Uh, eight of them made it to the list. Uh, so that's that's almost 50%. It's close. Yeah. Um, but uh, there were no number ones this week. Zero. That's uh, weird. Zero, no number one. First week you know, in a long time. Yeah, that's weird. We always usually have like one or two. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so let's get into the top comic book recommendations this week. Uh, let's do it. This is, the, this is the great ones list. The greats of the greats. Of the comic books for New Comic Book Day, uh, June 28th. Yes. Uh, we consider these comic books great ones. So this week, uh, this is the only great one. So on to the, the countdown. Let's go. Yes, let's break it down the top eight. Here we go. So coming in at number eight is from Image Comics. This is like the surprise uh, list winner this week for me is Spawn, issue number 275. Now I gotta say that I did get the, the Las Vegas, Amazing Las Vegas Con exclusive Spawn 275 that was black and white, done by Todd McFarlane, and he signed it. I mean, it's right here in this drawer. Don't open the drawer. Leave it there. Don't even open. <laughs> but I tell you, I was pleasantly surprised. We went into this cold. We went into yeah. Spawn just completely cold. I haven't read in a long time. I, I, I have and own, like, the first 150 I've, issues. I've never read a Spawn comic book. Wow. Ever. So uh, this is the first for me. I mean, I know the general history of Spawn. It's I've the movie. the movie. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'm not, like, completely blind in this, but I still don't really know what the hell was going on. And so, it, but at this time, this is sort of a jumping off point, so you can kind of read from here and sort yeah. of just pick it up and, and go running. But uh, this was, uh, again, a surprise. Uh, I did have some issues with some of the art sometimes. Yeah, there was um, one page in particular. That's definitely yeah. why it's worthy of the number eight, where they weren't kind of differentiating characters well enough. Yeah, uh, th there's there's three characters, Al, Terry, and somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and to be completely honest, like I couldn't tell, the, tell them apart sometimes. But uh, it, it, it didn't hinder the rest of the book, because the Good. rest of the book was beautiful um the stuff with spawn was crazy gorgeous yeah, how he's in the dark uh yeah yeah and, by the uh, way this is team of still written by todd mcfarlane and this is art by sismon kudransky sismon yeah Sis yeah sismon not even gonna try crazy cool uh, first name but yeah he, he did good besides the, that like one or two pages that i like really was nitpicky uh, other than that, though, there's some there's some good art. They they did a real good job with uh, with shading with Spawn in the dark. Yes, which was was cool. And, and the his green eyes. eyes. And, yeah. And I love the Sam and Twitch dialogue. Todd McFarlane has been writing them for a, you know a gazillion years, and he has their dialogue down. And it's just this this banter, you know, that that just it's so natural and flows back and forth. When Kevin Smith does his, I think it's on the BBC show Sam and Twitch. I hope that he harnesses some of Todd McFarlane's dialogue of Sam and Twitch talking together. Wasn't I mean, that a fun part of it? Yeah, it was a good part. Uh, I, I do think that uh, Kevin Smith's writing style will suit these two characters pretty yeah. well. They're both sort of snarky, sort of joking, you know. Smart Alex. Sort of, yeah, sort of to douchey. Each other. Yeah, douchey kind of, <laughs> you know, dude. But uh, there is a story point where Spawn does come to Twitch and the art for this was, was crazy good. Yeah. Where he's like in the bathroom talking behind Twitch's head. 
that was gorgeous. The eyes are glowing green, and it actually emits light onto Twitch's face. Yeah, which is crazy looking. But uh, again, yeah. respect to light, right? As it glows on his face. Yeah, really well done here. Very, very surprised with this. Uh, it was, it was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, great jumping on point because um, they're going somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, the new artist, the new artist coming up, Justin. Tell the folks who it is. Uh, a guy we've we've met multiple times at a couple cons, Jason Sean Alexander. I actually have a sketch of his in my sketchbook. Uh, but but yeah, I mean he's taken over, so I will be tuning in. Yeah. What is he? He's done um, Frostbite. Frostbite. What was the other one that he did uh, for for Image? I forget. I, I have it at home. Oh yeah, that gritty weird one with the yeah. girl that's robotic. If I forgot, and she's got appendages that are like robotic. Yeah. Oh my he gosh. drew a piece from that in my sketchbook. But, yeah, uh, me too. It's yeah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. The guy's the guy's a visionary. I follow him on Instagram, and like he does, he's a true artist before comic book artist. He's like legit, like will be in muse or not museums. I would say like galleries. Yeah, somewhere down the line. He is a, like a mural painter. Yeah, you know, ultimately he's an artist. And you know that was like the cherry on top because I didn't know he was gonna be on. Then, yeah. you know, taking over for like at least six issues is what I've read, Jason Sean Alexander. But it was like very promoted very well at the end of the comics, which they they do uh, they used to do a lot more often. Yeah. But you were like a little surprised by that, like wow, they're they're advertising that Jason Sean Alexander is coming. They used to do that more, so it doesn't surprise me at all. But it was it was a big old cherry on top because we yeah. love his stuff. Not to knock down uh, this artist his here, mom. yes, his mom. But great jumping on point. Goods uh, they're going to a different place is all I want to say. Al Simmons is back. I know there was a different spawn for a while. And the primary characters that were there from the original series uh, a million years ago are kind of still in this. And you'll be updated as to what happened to them. So it's a good jumping on point. Spawn, issue 275 is our number 8. But what's coming in at number 7, Jables? Number 7 is Black Magic uh, by Image. read by uh, Written by Greg Rucka and uh, art by Nicholas Scott. Nicholas Scott does some great art for this man super hyper realistic right yeah um nicholas scott she did wonder woman for a while didn't yes, she? she did yeah she's uh she's she's a beautiful artist i follow her on instagram too and, and me too just just great see stuff. how much she's a wonder woman advocate too oh yeah absolutely yeah it's just nuts there's so she so dedicates her social media time to promotion of wonder woman in the movie and and her art that she did for that but this is nuts. This is the this is a witch story ultimately, and there's a there's a, a policewoman that's our primary character, and she is uh, I want to say her last name is Rowan, like Rowan Black or something like that. I think that's her first name. But this is her origin. This shows like how her family is very very much even multiple generations are very much involved in this witchcraft. But they sort of painted and doesn't Greg Rucka sort of paint this witchcraftian world in a little different picture than what I we're mean, used it's to seeing? It's not you know. It's not negative, I would yeah, yeah. I would say it's it, um, it, it. He makes it feel sort of like it's just a family, I don't know, like a family tradition. Yeah, like it's know? sort of any other religion. Yeah, like they treat it that way and they're sort of are respectful to it, and I like that in this origin because it's like the the mother and the grandmother are there sort of celebrating her thirteenth birthday, whereas there is something that happens on a, on a young woman's thirteenth <laughs> birthday, that is. Uh, so it's just this great little peek into her life back in yeah. the 80s when she was like 13 and showing her friends and just sort of the the sort of interesting dichotomy of how it works with her friends and how they some of the things that they tell her about her religion because they know are sort of mean you know yeah you know you know hearing this from me because this is uh the first issue i've read of the series uh because this is the first time i've, I've uh, picked it up but oh. uh 
um, hearing it from you now actually kind of puts it in a different light for me because I, I didn't oh. really like I don't for me it didn't hit home as, as much as, as it does for you well, yeah, so you hearing it cold. from you and getting in a little bit of an explanation and stuff sort of helped me uh, with this so yeah but it is kind of a jumping on point of a new arc like the last arc there was this bank robber and she was able to use some witchcraft to sort of stop this bank robber and then now they've sort of developed this a great sort of crew around her or the family or the all the sort of moving pieces of the interesting characters in the story they're being developed out a little bit, bit more like uh, Rowan Black's partner is this man that's her good friend and uh, it's very nice that they're you know there's no sort of attraction to each other it's just a a guy and a girl that are friends that are cops and they're and they're they're friends and they're buddies and there's a buddy cop thing going on but there is ultimately something going on with this other sort of quiet strange uh, group that are trying to ultimately take out some of these characters in her sort of witch group and we don't quite even know yet why like they're really doing a nice job uh, greg rucka is like that kind of writer he's taking his time it's it's not maybe brian wood level there's a little bit more yeah. happening quicker yeah. but this is ultimately of this this dark group that's following this family and uh and in, intends to do something bad to them but we don't know yet but there there's is some, some there's some sketchy imagery in, in in this book like with the there's like a whole kind of séance scene um, I, I would say the fact that this was in sort of a black and white uh, you know sort of story up until this point was was pretty damn gorgeous I'm not going to yeah. lie Yeah it's it's pops it's black and white mostly and they do sprinkle in some colors every now and then and when that when they when that happens you feel it right Yeah it's like, oh wow, she's having this vision that they do this seance for her 13th birthday, and it's something really special. Like you got to see this, folks. Yeah. The colors used sparing. It's almost like, uh, what's that movie? Oh, um, um it's the Schindler's red List. dress and shimmers. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like that. Like the fire is red in this, uh, well, like an orangey red, and then like that one scene is colored with with like some purples and reds, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, real good book. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad I. I got to talk to you about it here because uh, I didn't really again it didn't hit as much as, as it did until you sort of explained well, it well good that sounds like I've uh, piqued your interest but it's definitely the family sort of setting and again it's that sort of realistic approach to witchcraft and how that feels and a young witch's 13th birthday seance and mm. this this ominous group that is hell bent on taking out the Rowan family so anyway love it black magic go get it Nicholas Scott gorgeous 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 art and it's the jump on of a perfect jump on point in this new arc. So what's coming up next at number six, Jable? Uh, Renato Jones season two. Uh, I guess it's freelancer. Free, free, freelancer. Is, the, mm-hmm. is like the byline. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's by Image, uh, written by written, uh, drawn and colored and owned by <laughs> Kari Kyle Andrews. Uh, this book. It's is. pretty damn trippy, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. The, the 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 first issue was the first <laughs> tell time. The, I, tell him the gist first. The, the gist. He's sort of like a assassin, James Bondy type dude. I can't really. But he tell. goes after billionaires. Yeah, but he, he's going after billionaires. And yeah. so the last issue, he was sort of going after the person who was trying to kill the president. Yes. Essentially. And also, it was his love interest, this Bliss yeah, girl. Yeah, Bliss. Uh, so the, so this book. This issue was about him just sort of coming down from that. And he's sort of, uh... He's not having a good time. Yeah, he's kind of questioning <laughs> himself. Like, is yeah. this really what he wants to do? He's having sex with a lot of people. Yeah, And he's, questioning himself. Seems like he's definitely departing <laughs> from this. He has, like, a list. Like, a very much, like, green arrow list that he, that he has to stick to. this city. 
You failed. <laughs> but it's such unique sort of Frank Miller Sin City style of art here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice it's this. Nuts. The, the the silhouette had like red eyes. That's crazy. And talk about a metaphor that we're actually talking about a panel where it's inside the White House in the Oval Office and there's an ominous presidential fig- figure well, yeah, sitting the behind the desk. President has been sort of a reoccurring character. And it? talk about it being a very much a reflection upon yeah. today. There's just this evil ominous character sitting in the uh, <laughs> in the in the in the White House Maybe chair. A subliminal message, right? Dad. Very not. <laughs> he's not laying it out subliminally, right? I mean, <laughs> at moments, oh, yeah, there, I mean, it's, it's a metaphor. Up, he straight up looks like Trump in some of these panels. His face does. Does he really? Yeah, okay. yeah. If you watch the, it's the bald-headed guy. He looks more anyway. like Kingpin to me with a beard. Yeah, some of some of that too. But this is ultimately showing, too, this sort of Illuminati group that is uh, sort of controlling all the billionaires and they and controlling the whole world, <laughs> it's ultimately. Like, it's like that, that stereotypical scene from almost every, like, government movie where, like, they have, like, the eight or, you know, five to eight people on screens <laughs> that you can only see their face. Right. And they're, like, important people from around the world. And the president has to, like, report to them. And it's, like, the committee. Like, like from uh, Captain America... Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's true. Uh, that sort of stereotypical scene where he's, like, reporting to them, but they're all like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a bunch of money off of this, and... It's kind of the groundwork for who we believe that Renato Jones will have to eventually try to kill. Oh, well, yeah. It, it, it's it's like all a, set up for that. <laughs> it's all... It's kind of mustache-twirling yeah. moment of the uh, bad guy regime, this Illuminati group. But then they sort of... This side story of, like, this very humble family, this very simple... Family, they're not simple, they're not, you know, just a very uh, lower income compared to everyone you're used to seeing. Just a normal family. Yeah. And sort of struggling. their struggles with yeah. just trying to keep the fridge full. And it's basically someone that's a neighbor that uh, is, is also this young woman has met Renato Jones in a previous issue. And she's just trying to make it. And I, I sort of enjoyed this little real glimpse into sort of real people for a second because you're living in all this billionaire world and illuminati and then it slows down and it gets a little more heartfelt with this young single mom and the mom the 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 mom of of the single mom the grandma i guess i could say uh is sort of just like hey like go enjoy yourself like stop worrying so much we're here to help you know yeah don't worry about it and so she she was invited to this this gala or this like party from bliss who is renato jones love interest uh, and she's uh, she was not gonna go, but her her mom sort of talked her into it, and she goes. And from there, it's sort of uh, where I want to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, but I lo- even love it. Just sort of reminded me of my mom a little bit. This this grandma character here, her mom, mm-hmm. because she even like says like stay out late. She's like get into some trouble. You know, she's like <laughs> very much just, Sandlot. You know? Yeah, she's like go jump go some fences, live. scrape your knees, get yeah. dirty. Go live life. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was refreshing and very heartwarming. And then we go immediately to Renato Jones just uh, living in debauchery. Yeah. And but he's, like, yeah, he's sort of in a bad place right now. We don't yeah. really know why. He's uh, questioning his good guyedness. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, And Stick, ultimately, his Stick, uh, trainer, yeah. is just uh, <laughs> always on his heels, like trying to keep him in order. But So that's, that's what I love about this. It's like he's uh, questioning being the hero here. And all of that, all surrounded by all else that's going on. So uh, just a ton of stuff to chew on here. So get Renato Jones Freelancer. It's only on issue number two. So you mm-hmm. can jump right in. Great, great, easy to jump in and enjoy Renato There's Jones. There's some past stories that you you will be missing out on. Like there's an aspect of this one where you, you'll miss out a little bit. But 
doesn't really matter. It still forwards the story. It's good to read. And there is some strange art here. These crazy two-page splashes where you almost don't know what's going on. Yeah. The art's so Sin City and very silhouetted and very strange looking. So he's always beautiful. You know, and always... the ads. We've always talked about that. These weird ads yeah. that are legitimately done by actual live-action models, and where they just li- listing out sort of billionaire propaganda, right? Yeah. And that's just weird. You got to put your eyes on it. It's something yeah, special. One, one was like obstructed. Yeah. yeah. Instead of obsession. Yeah. But beautiful, beautiful stuff, Renato Jones. But coming in at number five is Allies, issue number five as well. This, they did change artists. We love the uh, Russian artist in this, which her name is really hard, like Aerofiba. Yeah, oh, uh, Alina Aerofiba. And I follow her on on Instagram as well. Instagram is hard because it's like, has like, it's like at M and some weird Russian. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look up Allies, you'll find her through that way. It seems like it's a whole Russian crew of people. But I could be totally wrong. It could be Ukrainian or something else. But anyway, the cover is done by uh, our the loving art from the lady that did uh, the first four issues as well. And so the cover is frightening. It's this uh, this heavyset woman with this scowl on her face and a gun pointed at a young boy. And they're playing chess. It's Virtual like, chess. This yeah. just adds such tension. And that ultimately is what carries through on Allies number five. Was that there's this young man that's... That's just sort of having to be at this woman's every beck and call. And she's from the corporation. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah, I can't remember. Holt? The name of it. Yeah, Holt. Holt, Holt Corporation. corporation uh, who is the bad guy of this story. Right. Uh, but So basically, this 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 boy, young man, boy, I, yeah. I guess boy, yeah, he's, um, boy. he's sort of cybernetic and sort of like the slave to this woman. Uh, I mean... Yeah, he's got this cybernetic arm and legs too. And they have like he has like Google glasses where she's yeah. plugged into him at every second and of his he day. And he like says something at one point and she's like, "Did you say something?" And he's like, "No." Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty She hears every word he says, but he has like robotic appendages. It's yeah. crazy, but something he, happened. She's in a wheelchair, she's a very heavy-set woman and he has to just button her shirt for her and just do everything for her. And yeah. she even has like I mean like it it's like um it's like Wally, right? Yeah, yeah, she's like in those a, chairs. Those yeah. chairs. She's kind of in that, and uh, but she is this very terrifying woman, and I felt the tension through this entire issue. For me, it was very the, nineteen. Uh, what's it called? Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, very <clears throat> almost much so. like that. Where you know you got the oppressed and the oppressor, and 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 you sort of get that relationship, and you feel you feel sorry for him. And yeah, you, you want him to get out of it and you want him to succeed and stuff. And this was a tonal change because if you look back at, at allies one through four, yeah. it's a mixture of serious and fun and witty. And there's some great banter, smart alecky banter. So it's a mixture, right? It's a melting pot of emotions and things going on along with action. This was 100% tense issue. Yeah. I think going back on the past issues of allies is like you get um, a character issue and then you get an action issue. And you get a character issue, you get an action issue. And this is happened to fall into a character issue. But they sprinkle in other things at the same yeah. time. It's like it's uh, it's just a complete story. This, though, is just... Yeah, this is a character that we haven't met. Yeah. So, where are we going to go from here? No idea. How is he going to tie in with the rest of the story? Don't yeah. know yet. Uh, Huge cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. Very Huge. big, very big cliffhanger. Gotta see where this ties in. Because yeah. none of the characters are here. No, yeah, none of the characters we've... We've met before, uh, so I, I don't want to spoil too much about what happens at the end, so it was good. But this awkward moment when he goes to the psychiatrist and she actually takes the doll out and says, 
Has, did, 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 did the woman touch you? And if so, point to where on the doll that she touched you. It was awkward. Yeah. It was like, oh. And then he laughs, ultimately. <laughs> like, mm. But that's all I want to say about it. Allies is still continuing to be t- a top-notch comic. And uh, please go and check it out. It's it's a little harder to find because it is a, a small publishing bubble. house, Bubble. You can see them on everything, just Bubble Comics on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything, Bubble Comics. But um, also on Comixology. But Allies has been a top pick and has been almost every, I think every issue is on the uh, yeah, countdown for the most since part, it came yeah. out. Yeah. And I'm so glad I found it. I don't remember how. I just It's one of those weird moments. I just found it. And I'm so glad. But coming in at number four, Justin is your cover art winner and artist winner. Tell us what number four is. Amazing Spider-Man number 29. Uh, yes. Written, Alex, Rock's, uh, Alex Ross cover. And go ahead. Uh, written by Dan Slott and uh, Christos Gage. Uh, art by Stuart Immonen, uh, my artist pick winner of the week. So this book, uh, this was sort of the... The resolution almost to what happened last issue, which was Peter Parker and Silver Sable sort of took over, uh, well, I guess reinstated this country. Yeah, uh, liberated them. From, from uh, Green Goblin, from Norman Osborn, um, and some other people. And and so basically, you got Peter Parker on like a talk show with mm-hmm. uh, with Maria. Uh, yes. He's like a assistant. Scientist. Anna Maria, mm-hmm. yeah. And... Uh, Ex-girlfriend yeah, of Dr. Well, Otto yeah, Octavius, or Peter versus in the Superior yeah, series. That must be so awkward for her. Like, yeah, but uh, so she—he's uh, basically she's basically telling him on this talk show, like, don't go swinging off. You know, you need to be here and you need to help the company and whatnot. Yeah. And sure enough, there's a big crisis <laughs> and like they that break was, the news. That was a hilarious scene because uh, everything uh, in the world was going on, and she's like, "Stay put." finish this interview it's important for pr purposes the company needs a uh, you know stock reinforcement mm-hmm. and and then it's like breaking news uh you know new york is exploding you know, yeah like- <laughs> yeah there's an alien invasion by the chitauri <laughs> every superhero is doing something right and he's just like uh, buildings <laughs> are falling down yeah. dogs and cats living together mass hysteria <laughs> <laughs> um and so eventually this this news reporter or this interviewer Sort of just kind of goes like, okay, we're, we're going to have to reschedule. <laughs> this is too crazy. So he bounces. They get in the car. They have some some dialogue. And then uh, he goes back to uh, Parker Industries to find out that there are some intruders. Yes. A lot of them. <clears throat> yeah. And, Holy moly. Uh, of the uh, Hydra, you know, mm-hmm. you know, essence. But uh, <laughs> essentially, uh, man... Th- you get into the spoilers like halfway through this book. Eh, we're actually. still, we're not even yeah, at the halfway point. We're not point. even halfway there's through, a lot but there's that a lot. In this. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I could sort of say it's on the cover. Uh, yeah. So, turn tur- turns out that uh, Dr. Octopus is back. Yeah. And the he, Superior Octopus. Yeah, he is sort of threatening Peter Parker and his company. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Because of things that happened in the Superior. Yeah. Uh, superior. So yeah. Series. It's all sort of tying back together. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dan, Dan Slott's uh, still on writing, so he's been doing a phenomenal yeah. job. So this it's is like basically. He's never leaving this title, I think. It's been <laughs> I mean, for... I hope not. He's doing good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do have one question for you, actually. Do you Go prefer. Ahead. Do you prefer Down in the Dumps, poor Peter Parker over um, rich, sort of almost Tony Stark esque Peter Parker? I like this one a lot. Yeah, I, see, I'm. Uh, you know, because I grew up with Spider-Man and he was a kid when I was a kid, I sort of like that evolution of him growing up and being thirty-something. Yeah. Like I know well, Marvel, no, yeah. Marvel time aging really goes slow. Yeah. But 
when I, I they keep redoing Spider-Man Super Young, and that's just not my Spider-Man. But lovely, what's awesome is there's different Spider-Mans for everybody. You got Miles yeah. Morales. You have, you know, they did the Ultimate Spider-Man series where they super younged him. I yeah. mean, the movie is going to be uh, super young again. But for me right now, this is my favorite Spider-Man. He's 30-something. Yes, he's a billionaire. I'd but say he's late 20s, maybe. Early I 30s. Think he's, yeah, maybe 30s, yeah, early 30-something, whatever. But I think that he's also very weakly putting this billionaire corporation together yeah. it's like it's barely making a profit and he is you know he has spider gadgets so yeah right now uh, this is my favorite version of spider-man i would disagree with you I I, uh, of course well, i think i'm a, a very small majority here or minority because the younger spider-man is takes up more of the overall space of spider-man including I think the what, movies and everything is much younger what makes spider-man for me is that he is I, 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 he doesn't have to be young, but what makes Spider-Man for me is that he's Down struggling. Yeah, that he's he's a human being while he's still a superhero. And to me, him being rich sort of hinders that a little bit. Which again, this is still a really good story, and I yeah. enjoy it. But uh, for me, Spider-Man has to have that sort of internal struggle of like, well, my life, Making my real life up. sucks almost. You know, I mean, it doesn't suck all the time, but like, my real life is is hard, and being Spider-Man is sort of the joy in my life. You know, and and it's the hardship. It's the the that duality to me has always been what Spider-Man means to me, sure. and that's why I love Spider-Man so much, and that's why he's my favorite superhero. So to have him rich and stuff, at first it was sort of apprehensive. I, I didn't want to like you know be completely negative on it, but I, I I enjoy it. But I still do think like Spider-Man does need to be hmm. struggling or at least have some sort of conflict in his everyday life. Well, Rather he than, is. Yeah. I well, mean, that's the thing. It's yeah. a different struggle. It's a different conflict. Because, but yeah, this is it's different. It, yes. It, it's a different feel of Spider-Man for me. But regardless, something happens at the end of this. I might reinstate something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, who so. knows? But uh, yeah, uh, you make valid points. Like I said, I think I'm in the minority. I think more people like Spider-Man, younger and struggling. You're right. And I paycheck I mean, to yeah. paycheck. Taking the photos for 100 bucks. Yeah, he doesn't have to be young. He can still be... You know what I mean? He doesn't have to be in high school. He could be right. out of high school. But... It, the the what makes him is, is that he is struggling and he's a regular yeah. person. Uh, but Just at some point they age characters, yeah, and then they reboot them. And so this is in a funky place of like I think this is hitting in that sweet spot for some of the older Spider-Man readers like me yeah. that want to see him a little older and evolved and something different. But they just did. They just came out with spectacular Spider-Man issue number one last week, and he's uh, younger, smaller, and broker. Cool. Maybe I'll so read that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming is coming out in a week, so yeah. I am trying to absorb as much Spider-Man as possible. Yeah. I watched some of the old ones. Anyway, moving on. Uh, at, briefly, <laughs> briefly, before we go into the top three, you get your tickets yet for Spider-Man Homecoming? I Jables? didn't. No. I did. I'm ready. IMAX 3D, Thursday, 7 o'clock. <laughs> We're going. I'm super excited, and I, again, have watched... Only about 3% of the trailers of all the yeah, 28 I stopped, minutes. I stopped watching after Good. the first one. Only because they are spoiling, they're spoiling a lot. High five. I'm not going to give you high five. High five. Because I still like to watch trailers. High five. Not going to happen. Not I'm your father. High five. Not going to do it. High five. Not going to do it. High five. Nope. High five. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on uh, into the top three, the cream of the crop here. Yes. Uh, Breaking into the top three. So at number three is one of my favorites this week, Defenders. Yes. Number two by Marvel, obviously. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, art by David Marquez. Yes. Uh, color by Justin Ponger. Uh, this is fantastic. This is so hyping me for the Netflix yeah. show. Like, I can, When is that coming out? I'm hoping that the, the show is as good as this, you know? 
Yes. C- coming off of Iron Fist, I'm very worried, but at the same time, this is so good that it's making me excited. Yes. Uh, the the character relationships of this hasn't really been explored yet, but this one does sort of get into the the meat and potatoes of what it is to be a superhero yes. in a relationship, um, and what it's like to see somebody suffering like that when you yeah. you know when that's your job. Uh, so. So the gist, that, I'll give the yeah. gist. You go into the gist of this is that Diamondback is back. Yeah. And he is just straight up trying to kill all of them. No, just just no secret, uh, you know, absolutely no hiding in the shadows about yeah. it. And, he's, and just, he's just firing bazookas at them. Yeah. He's, you know, firing RPGs. He also somehow knows who Daredevil is. Yeah. Because Daredevil's identity was just rebooted to where nobody Correct. knows him in Daredevil issue, whatever. But uh, this did cross over to that yeah so nobody knows who daredevil it. is yeah iron fist and luke cage and jessica jones don't know who daredevil is they don't know that he's matt murdoch neither does ben Urick, who apparently should have known whatever because he's investigative journalism but uh <laughs> um so yeah for some reason diamondback knows who he is and he went after matt murdoch yeah so why is that you know how does they he know what's going it. on but daredevil is in his black suit in this which i love yes uh, the, the that scene where he's coming in with all the building uh, window lights on, yes. and he's coming in hot and sort of skidding across the yeah. the rooftop in that that canted angle, mm-hmm. nerdgasm. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he, um, <laughs> Daredevil is definitely one of my favorite superheroes. He's always always has been. Agreed. Um, he, uh, you know, he he has another dynamic that I really like as yes. far as a superhero: the duality of. 100% being a hero all the time. So, I love that. But uh, love Blade is in this issue, man. Blade, straight up Wesley Snipes Blade is in yeah, this. he looks exactly like Wesley I Snipes. I laughed and chuckled and was like a big smile on my on my dopey face from And it was so random. Him. It was so random. Like, it yeah. was just like, hey, let's put Blade in. Like, like Brian it, Michael Bendis is. is just like... Yeah, yeah no, Blade from, from 2003. Yeah, just from Wesley Blade 2. Blade from Blade 2. <laughs> let's put him in here. I mean, just, like a, I mean, they didn't do a photo reference of him, but, but dang, it's pretty it's like, damn close. It's the eyebrows, the the goatee, the hair, just every the costume was. It was just from Blade Two. I swear to God. If they came out with a Blade Number One next week, I yeah, you know what? I, I'd buy They're it probably. And you know, I've heard some rumblings that they are trying to do a Blade series. Right? Is Wesley still trying as well to I stick? I doubt him? it. I no, think no luck. Um, I think it's um. I just saw him in a movie. Uh, freaking hell! Did you watch the Blade TV series? That was one and no, done. I didn't watch Quickly it. But uh, no, nobody did. Uh, why can't I remember his name? He played Electro. God, he was oh. in Django. Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox is trying to do it. Oh, okay. He's trying to be Blade. Um, right. Jesus. <laughs> blame uh, it on the. Blame it on the. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that might be coming up. But uh, anyway, back to the comic. Uh, so Luke Cage has been poisoned. Yeah, by, Diamondback uh, by knew Diamondback. that too. And Blade. Came to the rescue for some random reason. Because uh, he's a summer. man of toxicology. Yeah, I guess. Blood and specialist. I guess he. I guess uh, Luke Cage owes him one already, so like, he owes him two now. But right. uh, so so basically, <laughs> from here you get a confrontation of Diamondback between yeah. uh, Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones, and their their sort of fighting styles. You, you, you see the difference. Yeah. And you get Jessica Jones, who's just like a gung-ho type person. Yeah. And you got Daredevil, who's very stealthy and like likes to use his surroundings and very like, stealthy and stealthy. sly. Mm-hmm. And then you have Iron Fist, who's sort of showboaty and... and yeah. And... You you got know. his gold glowing hand and spinning around. Exactly. And, and, and likes light. to show off. 
And so like with his arm, with his hand lightsaber, you know, just all over <laughs> so the place. So you get you get a little fight scene, and you get to learn uh, the dynamic between yes. them. And there, there, there also is a scene with Kingpin yeah. and Danny Rand. Danny Rand's dialogue is so much better than any dialogue you've seen in the <laughs> Netflix show. Hands down, why? Why? They, I don't know. There needs to be a better writer for Danny Rand, but because uh, like that's all filmed already, right? Like yeah. it's just in post, so we just fingers crossed that. Yeah, that they just yeah. Hopefully, they just less. Right, yeah. just all they gotta do is less. They just bring in Michael Bendis, and Michael Bendis can write it. But uh, yeah. Anyways, the this action scene is what did it for me. Yeah, yeah. The art is just fantastic. Uh, the dynamic is just fantastic. Gonna read number three, no matter what. Loving it. If you're even slightly interested in watching the Netflix Defenders, uh, you know, show. Just read this. this You'll be just ultra hyped and it's just just gearing you up and you'll just be salivating for more of Defenders. And And that's what I feel. They're easy to put down. One and two are just, just, you know, munchable. Yeah. You know, you can, you can binge them real quick. Tasty, quick and easy reads. But uh, this next one, I am going to plug my ears for because I'm actually catching up on it. Yes, uh, you're gonna quickly just step downstairs into the vault area and <laughs> yeah, just go sure. downstairs. Okay, cool. But it's uh, number two is from Image Comics Saga, issue number 44. Fiona Staples is the artist. Gorgeous, beautiful stuff, and of course written by the master Brian K. Vaughn. But issue 43 was a great jumping-on point, like a starting of a new arc. It was the 25 cent issue, so go back and get that and jump on there. And this continues this sort of western motif of Saga. They're on sort of a western planet where they go to abortion town, which is insane, because uh, the, our, she's actually the main character here is has uh, in 42 I think it was revealed that she was pregnant, but she <laughs> she, she was pregnant, but she lost the baby. Um, so that was gruesome in itself. And now they're on this cowboy area where they're trying to find abortion town. To, to get rid of the baby that's in her that, is, that has died. So, heavy-duty stuff, gruesome and gory, and there's some new characters introduced here that are hot on the trail of, uh, of our main characters, and uh, they're, you know, it's just, it's just this lovely sort of family unit that you just, you, you care for. Brian K. Vaughn has a, a, a wonderful art, a wonderful talent of making these sort of families and characters that you really care for. You know, like Why the Last Man, etc., and everything that he's written. So, uh, I won't go too much into it. He's still sitting right here, looking at me, trying to <laughs> trying to tune me yeah. out. But uh, that's the gist of what's happening here. And there's some uncomfortable family moments. There's some discussions here that are so heartwarming. And then there's a great action scene, westerny style, serenity sci-fi action with this weird-looking sort of chocolate train. I know it's not chocolate, but it sort of looks like that. This weird alien train, and they sort of family train heist together, and it's just wonderful. And I tell you, it's just a, a fun, weird, uh, over-the-top, mature-toned sci-fi romp that has been just getting better and better. Especially this new arc, I just uh, am super excited. It's the one on the list. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. So, Saga, issue number 44. Go back and read the compendiums, folks. Justin, go back, man. I know you're in the 20s somewhere. I already somewhere. am, man. You're in the 20s? <laughs> yeah. Bur- just just binge that. Get it? Get caught up. It's a little hard when I'm trying to read new comics every week. But you, you know, know whatever. Sprinkle, sprinkle in like three or four a week or whatever. You'll yeah. be great. But Saga, go get it. It's Eisner winning. It's beautiful. The art's great. Brian K. Vaughn. What, nothing, nothing more needs to be said. But coming in at number one, the numero uno Jables, the one that beat them all. The winner. What is our number one this week? Namwolf number three. Number? Your artist and cover winner. Yes, my artist and cover winner. This is from 
Albatross Comics, uh, written by Fabian Wrangle Jr. and Logan Fairbear. Yes, and again, like I said, uh, I'm pretty sure we're on three, and all three have been on the countdown. Yep. And this is the uh, Vietnam-era story with a werewolf, and this deepens the story. It, it had mostly a fun tone, right? Yeah. And this is a tonal shift. Yeah, this, this definitely made it uh, real. Yes, they show that our character Marty, I think his name was Marty. Hmm? Yeah, Marty. Was eventually taken into a laboratory. Hello, Hello McFly. Hello, Marty. <laughs> and he's not McFly. Think, but McFly. <laughs> think, McFly. I get think. kicked out of school. All right, we'll be there all day. <laughs> you turn in a homework with your handwriting? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but anyway, this has a cartoony, archy sort of feel to it, and definitely this color tone. A Vietnam, a, a, totally a Vietnam, right? Yeah. The greens and the grays and the browns and oranges, didn't it just scream 70s yeah. and, and Vietnam, but then cartooned? Yeah. And you have that one, like, troop that fights with the shirt off. Yes. Like, everywhere he goes, and he's, like, the ba- the buff badass one. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. It, it's just, like, it's... It, um... I guess you could say it, like, Looney Tunes up, you know, Vietnam. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean... Yeah, it's not a Looney Tunes subject no. at, at all, but uh, uh, adds a werewolf into the mix, which is uh, you know Looney in, in itself. But uh, there is uh, there's some good storytelling in this. Yes. And one aspect of stories that I really like, it bugs me sometimes, is like you know brainwashing and like um, I would say like subliminal messaging, you right. know stuff like this. It's been done before, you know, mm-hmm. in so many sure. different aspects of comics and movies and TV. You've seen this, you know, you've seen him, you've seen our hero or somebody chained up or tied up being forced to watch or something and be subjected to stuff. Uh, but this one did it with a twist because they're sort of making him a weapon for Vietnam. And then it's quickly, uh, I guess, debunked that he can overpower it. Yeah. Um, which is cool, and I, I really like that aspect. And uh, this is sort of like what I would say is like they're trying to control the Hulk. Yeah, you know, and and they sort of they've captured Bruce Banner and are drugging him and trying to control the Hulk. That's that's pretty much what this is. Yeah, and this just adds this level of realism. Like I said, the tonal shift to where it's mostly a sort of a little bit of a gaggy Vietnam group, and there's light you know toned moments and it, it's like yay we have a werewolf on our side and then yeah. it turns into this man this marty is being tortured the government yeah. has this weird idea in their head of using that stupid brainwashing thing and yeah. sort of trying to keep him loyal i think is what they're doing yeah but in the, at in the like same the time messages. it's like they don't know what they're doing yeah you know but then they <laughs> they feel like it controls him but ultimately he's starting to control his own abilities but yeah. speaking of hulk like do you know the one scene in this where they're in the helicopter and they they throw him out the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's, like it's exactly Hulk. like Hulk. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I still was like, your heart's breaking because he's just this young yeah. sort of, sort of it seems sensitive young man that really didn't have didn't the gumption this, to be yeah. in Vietnam anyway, right? Yeah, and, and in the first issue of this, his dad is like, you know, like leaves him a letter and oh, says letter. like, you're, you know, you're not going to expect this and like, you know, whatever and, and sort of just be strong and... and the people of Vietnam are not ready for you and like yeah. whatever. And uh, the fact that he's being exploited like this sort of is heart-wrenching a little bit because, um, you know, you, you, you want him to, I don't know, get out of this. Yeah, <laughs> you feel for him. He's, he's not a war-mongering kind of person. He's yeah. very sensitive. 
human being that's drafted and thrown into this, and so you feel for him. He's like, you know, 18, 19 years old. He's a young man. And also, I love that the uh, the Vietnamese here are not just innocent bystanders. They have some secret potions they're putting yeah. together, <laughs> and it's like they're fighting back, fighting fire with fire here. Yeah. They've got like these crazy vampire creatures that uh, were in the last issue and in yeah. this as well. And I love the way they're drawn. Very Eric Powell esque yeah. mon- monster. Oh, that's, that's a good comparison, Eric. Yes. Powell. Well, it one. is his company too. It's the Albatross yeah, Albatross. Albatross. But it, it's definitely in the vein where Eric is smiling when he sees yeah. these pages. I bet you anything he reads this. <laughs> oh, for sure. And probably has some notes here and there like, oh, I love that and love this. Make it more monstery and gruesome. But, you know, it's got that goon feel, right? Where it's sweet yeah. heart, sweet, and at moments and then just punches you in the face with violence yeah. and whatnot. But great, great, great issue. Great, great issue. It's been, uh, I think every issue's been on the list. So yep. go get Nam Wolf if you can find it. It's hard to find. Albatross Funny Books brought to you by Eric Powell. But, man, beautiful writing, beautiful art. Beautiful cover. Uh, it just wins on all on all points. So that's the number one of the week. So basically, that does it. That's our show. Yeah. We'll close the vault Short, door. Shorter, shorter this year. Yes. This, this, this year. This, this year. Uh, this week. <laughs> Wrapping up the year. <laughs> so there you have it. Those are all of our new comic book recommendations for New Comic Book Day, June 28th. Please go to a local comic book shop, support your local comic book stores, and buy these comic books Immediately tell them that Chris and Justin sent you from Sunspots Comics. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, or would you like to, I don't know, get a personal comic book recommendation, please email one of us at chris at sunspotscomics.com and justin at sunspotscomics.com. Uh, if we choose your email, we, we'll discuss it and you know read it and talk about you on the podcast. And we'll also send you a comic book prize just as a thank you from us. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, and we'll give you a little shout rooney Shout Rooney. <laughs> please sign up for our, our newsletter on sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And please tune in next week for issue number 114 of the podcast, where we are reading 15. Not yeah, too bad. 15 for July 5th, which is my birthday, by the way. And there's two new number ones coming out, so 17 that are coming out potentially we're going to be reading. So here's a quick peek into some of the comics that we're going to be reading next week for July 5th. What's first on the list here, Jables? Uh, well, we, I, I know there's some image stuff coming out. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a ton. We already, it's nuts how much uh, yeah. stuff. But July 5th, we got... Uh, all new Guardians of the Galaxy. Number uh, five. Which is really good right now. Yeah, weekly, it's crazy. Yeah. Baby Teeth, number two. Yeah, I just met Donnie Cates. Yeah. So, I'm glad to, to jump into that. Yes. Uh, Batman, number 26. Yes, Black Bolt, issue number three. Daredevil, loving Daredevil. Daredevil, number 23. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Uh, Darren Warren Johnson, Extremity, number five. Yep. And uh, Iron Fist number five is just a... Uh, that's uh, the conclusion. It is? Yeah, Already? Done. Oh, man. I know. We've been enjoying that, right? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Nick Fury issue number four, just to name a few. Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah. Right? That crazy story. So, so many good comics coming out next week. That's just a little taste of what's coming out. Can't wait to pick the best ones and discuss them right here on our very podcast. So it's going to be another week of amazing comics. So definitely just subscribe to the podcast. You'll never miss an issue. So thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for, for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. If you enjoy this podcast want to help us out, subscribe to it on iTunes and give us a positive review with five stars if you want to. Uh, we'll personally thank you right here on the podcast. Oh, and stay tuned. We always throw in little Easter eggs every so often, but <laughs> don't go <laughs> anywhere <is> good <laughs> after the Sunspots Comics theme song of this very issue. Uh, stay tuned. There's a couple of minutes there of some stuff that's going to melt your face right off, I think. 
Yeah, we we teased it in the beginning of the the, the episode, so you'll uh, you'll enjoy this. You'll enjoy. Stay tuned. Right after the beautiful Nick Papa George Sunspots Comics theme song, so we'll leave you some wide wise words from the late great Adam West. I've always tried to fit what I do professionally into my family, rather than the other way around. And what's the other one, Jables? Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And everyone has that power inside of you. So be like water, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. See you later, Jables. Later. Thank you very much. Bye. I was not going to screw this up. Oh, this is a good, All of a sudden, you just... This is a good mindset to be in. It's just a laughing. Okay. It's good. You're loose. You don't want to be loose. You don't want to be so stiff. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Get it out of here. Okay. Quit swearing. It's going to find I you just thought it was... at the end of the... Oh, the God. Yeah. All right. Good. Now, see, you're in a better, you're in a better mindset. And take one. Action. Greetings. It's Justin and...
Oh, shit. <laughs> I was just going to read. I was just going to go. Sounds about Comics Cryptid Zoo. Okay. Take two. Action. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I just, I just had the giggles. Just start over. Shut the hell up. I'm trying to. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. All right. it perfectly oh, I, was like, I was trying to exit the room quickly oh god okay alright right. <laughs> zoo commercial for Sunspots Comics take three <sighs> greetings it's Justin oh shit <laughs> just okay. stay right here oh, until okay, I yeah, st- right. okay. uh, you know what just say and I'm Chris and I'll read the rest okay uh, from Sunspot yeah, Comics. Yeah, and I'll save. For, yeah, okay. okay. Greetings, it's Justin. And I'm Chris. From the Sunspots Comics Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t shirt line uniquely infused with augmented reality and in. Oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. That was good. Okay. I ran out of breath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, it's Justin. And I'm Chris. From the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t-shirt line uniquely infused with augmented reality and inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All shirts are designed and hand screen printed on 100% cotton pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid... Greetings, it's Justin. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and I'm Chris. It's my third puberty. <laughs> I'm either going through puberty or from Georgia. One of the two. I'm from Georgia. Thank God. This is a great blooper reel, though. You know. Oh Jesus. Greetings, it's Justin. And I'm Chris. From the Sunspots Comics Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t-shirt line uniquely infused... Fuck my (laughs) (laughs) This is so hard to do in one... uh. Okay, testing one, two, three. That's why I'm easy. like Sunday morning. That's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Ha, 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 ha